0: Beautiful! Beautiful! Every color is powerful! Every color is worthy! They tried to bury us! They didn't realize we were seeds!
1: They didn't realize we were seeds!
0: They didn't realize you were seeds! We opened doors so others can walk through them! Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saniari, and this is Solve the Podcast. Welcome to Solve the Podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. My guest today is Eva. Eva was born and raised in Florina, Greece, but has been living in Athens for the last five years. She studied electrical and computer engineering and is working in the tech department of a Greek game tech company. During the first lockdown, she created The Abstract Girl, a blog and an Instagram account to share her thoughts and all the things that inspire her daily. Her favorite topics revolve around gender equality, feminism, and women empowerment. And through her blog, she tries to raise awareness regarding gender inequality issues and drive social change in Greek society. And this is also how I met Eva through The Abstract Girl. In this episode, we speak about exactly this, The Abstract Girl, books, wise words to our younger selves. We speak about um, the hashtag Greece movement. And Eva also asked me to tell her when was the last time I did something for the first time. And of course, a lot more. Welcome, Eva, to Soul the Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with us today.
1: Hello, Stella. I'm uh, happy to be here as well. Thank you for uh, inviting me. Yes, it's a pleasure. Um, it's a pleasure as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, who is Eva? Tell us some things about you. Uh, about me. So I was uh, born and uh, raised in Florida. This is a uh, north part of uh, Greece. I then moved in Thessaloniki when I turned 18 to study. I studied electrical and uh, computer engineering. And uh, when I finished my studies, I moved in Athens to start working. Uh, So I'm living in Athens the last uh, five years. Uh, And I'm working in a software company. I have uh, several hobbies. The last year. I'm uh, interested in uh, pottery, so I'm having some uh, ceramics uh, classes. And it's very nice because it's something that I can do with my hands and uh, get out of my my comfort zone and all the things that I do about my work. So it's it's a very nice contrast. And uh, also the last year, I started uh, my blog, which is uh, called uh, The Abstract Girl. And uh, it's about... uh, Feminism, uh, women empowerment, and I'm trying to bring my thoughts and ideas into the public and start a discussion uh, about the the things that I'm thinking and that I'm interested in and all the things that are happening in uh, Greek society.
0: Yes, and that's actually also how I found you through Abstract Girl. So first we (laughs) want to talk, talk about it. And yeah, we want to know actually everything about it and why you chose the name, and uh, what was your initial idea. And um, yeah, tell us, tell us about The Abstract Girl.
1: So it was uh, during the first lockdown that uh, I started uh, working from home. So I had a lot of time at home alone or working or at my own. So uh, I was thinking of a uh, way out of it, a way to, to express my ideas and connect with uh, more people uh, people that I didn't know, and also have a common uh, topic to discuss about uh, women and uh, about uh, what what is happening uh, in uh, society. So I started this uh, blog, The Abstract Girl, and uh, an Instagram page, where I started sharing my, my ideas, my thoughts, uh, some texts uh, that uh, I write about uh, virus matters. And uh, soon uh, people uh, were starting following me and uh, we were starting having a conversation about uh, these topics and uh, the name, how it came. Um, At uh, the beginning, I was thinking that I wanted to be something without a clear identity, without my name. I want to be something abstract, Um, a girl without a label, a girl that... uh, uh, is trying to express uh, herself without being defined by uh, society rules and stereotypes. That's why I chose the uh, name the abstract girl because I wanted to incorporate all the women and all the girls out there that uh, wanted to, to be something more than what the society expects them to be.
0: Wow, this is amazing. No, thank this you. is really beautiful. <laughs> thank you very much. What I also like a lot um, about your Instagram page, because maybe for people that don't know you and they will get to know you um, after this and hopefully mm-hmm. follow you, um, your page is huge. I mean, you started by yourself. You had this idea and you've grown now, I think, to almost 20,000 followers, right?
1: Yeah, First. that's
0: true. Second, because, yeah, okay, a lot of people have followers, but it does not always mean something. You just said that you created this because you wanted to share your thoughts and to discuss with people. And Mm -hmm. for the people listening, I want them to know that that's what you're really doing. You're actually really doing this. And I love this about your page. And I think that's why also it's so popular, because you will post something. People will write something. You will respond Mm-hmm. and you really res- you, you are very responsive and you're actually really having discussions on your Instagram platform and this is i, I find this really really beautiful and you yes. are very mm-hmm. and you are very um accessible which is also really nice um because you also know people who have a, a huge following base and to become popular then maybe at one point i don't know i mean i don't know i don't want to judge but what i really yeah. like about you is i don't feel like it's not that I know you, but I feel like you are you, you know, you're not trying to show something different. I don't feel you've changed. Um, you're being super genuine. Even when I messaged you, you wrote me in a very nice way. I really enjoyed the communication we had. And this is, I find this really, really beautiful. And um, yeah, I just want people to know what you just shared is the truth. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Thank you very but, much. Uh, yeah. And I think yeah. it's amazing. And it is
1: important for me to have this uh, kind of discussion, because uh, I, I don't want only to express what I'm thinking, but I I also want to receive what other people are thinking and maybe change my mind or have a different way of thinking on things and a different perspective. Because we understand things only from our side. Mm-hmm. But if we hear someone else, we can see maybe things differently. And this is important for our growth and uh, our uh, uh, way of our, of approaching the things around us.
0: Yes, absolutely. And how is it for you that that you grow so much and so quickly? Also, did you expect it?
1: No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was uh, suddenly all this uh, all this growth, and um, I, I never thought that uh, so many people would love to to hear me or uh, check my ideas and. Um, be active on, uh, on this kind of discussions.
0: Yes, it's because, I mean, we will talk about Greece specifically later on, but when I started my podcast, I talked with one of my friends. She lives in Greece, in the, mm-hmm. um, in the west of Greece, in a, in, really in a village. And uh, when I told her my ideas and what I want to do, she says, mm-hmm. sorry, can you please do that in Greek? <laughs> because people in Amsterdam or wherever you are, I mean, my podcast is not just for for the Dutch uh, audience. Obviously, they don't need this. We need it here. Can you please do it in Greek? Yeah. You know? yeah, and and I true. feel there is such a huge need in Greece. And of course, we will talk about this later. But I think uh, what you are doing is really needed. It's really needed to make a shift in Greek society. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's really yeah. beautiful. It is true. It's true. Yeah, nice, and. You are a feminist. Um, you're right. You're a feminist. You're using yeah. that label for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, uh, you're, yeah, the abstract girl is a feminist girl. You write about feminist topics. So, my question is what is feminism for you, like for you as Eva? And how did you become a feminist? Because it's not like we wake up one day and we say, ah, today I'm a feminist. It's a journey yeah. for all of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So for me, feminism is all about uh, wanting uh, to be uh, wanted justice around you, to see what um, uh, women and uh, all female voices are telling, and be active on listening to them, and try to understand them, and try to support them, and try to be next to them and uh, try to avoid the, the errors of the past, all the sexist uh, jokes and um, uh, the oppressive messages that we have received since the day we were born. And for me, feminism is uh, all about uh, equality. Women uh, deserve better. Women deserve to be out there in every position and uh, have what, uh, what they deserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, And how would you describe your feminist journey?
1: As uh, every woman, I believe uh, we were born in this um, society that uh, is oppressive to, to women. And uh, at some point, we are, we are starting to realize it. So uh, when I was uh, in uh, university, I started reading. I started to um, understand the things around me differently. And... Uh, I started to connect the points and understand that uh, some things that uh, I, I see are the same for uh, different women as well. Different women have the same experiences as me, uh, even if our backgrounds are different.
0: Yeah, yes. And you have also a new project now as, as part of the Abstract Girl. You call it um, Real Women. Mm-hmm. And it's your, it's your latest project, and I also know you have a collaboration with. Uh, it's called Bitter. Yes. Bitter. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's and that's also where you publish uh, a lot of the things, not just yes. on your on your own uh, website, but you have this project now, which is called Real Women. Can you share with us about this?
1: Yes, um, I was thinking that uh, we need some uh, voices, female female voices that uh, maybe they didn't have the opportunity to get heard, uh, to be listened. Uh, Because when you turn on the TV and you listen on interviews, and most probably the women that will be interviewed are famous women, a singer, an actor, and uh, the girl next door maybe does not have the opportunity to to be heard. So I wanted to give uh, this opportunity now that... I have some people following me and mm-hmm. are ready to to listen to these stories. I wanted to give the opportunity to other voices to be heard and uh and to be understood, to be understood yes,
0: yeah. and you have like um you you publish interviews with them right
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. we
0: we'll have a short discussion and
1: uh, it's uh, pretty abstract as uh other realities um and they tell about their lives and uh, things that uh, are important to them and uh, things that help them get through and uh, things that they've done differently in order to inspire, in order to uh, give uh, some of uh, their experiences into, into the public.
0: And um, we said it already before, there is a lot happening in Greece right now. Um, and actually, Greece is having its own hashtag MeToo movement for almost two years now one and a half years i would say mm-hmm. and i want to talk um, with you about this but of course not everybody listening is familiar with the situation in greece so i want to give a little bit of information before um, you share your thoughts and you share with us what is happening and how you see yourself mm-hmm. in this so we can say that in december 2020 um former sailing champion sophia bekatoru one of the most famous as, famous athletes actually in greek history Um, She has uh, won an Olympic gold medal, a bronze one, four gold medals and world championships, just so people know that she's really famous. Um, She went public about being raped when she was um, in her early 20s. And with this, um, she effectively launched the hashtag Me movement in Greece. And the man that uh, was the perpetrator was the vice president of the National Sailing Federation and a prominent member of Greece's ruling New Democracy Party. So it was not just the neighbor. I mean, it doesn't matter who it was, but it was somebody very well known in Greek society. Um, He stepped down, but of course, he's still insisting that he didn't do anything wrong to her. Um, And he's saying he resigned just to protect the federation. But her revelations really led to a flood of Greek women coming forward with personal stories. Also other famous women actresses uh, joining and sharing personal stories of sexual abuse. And uh, inspired by her courage, um, people also started using the hashtag uh, Metisophia, which means with Sophia or on Sophia's side, let's say. And then in February 2021, we had the then national theater director, Dimitris Lignavis, uh, being accused by several boys of raping them, abusing them when they were minors. And uh, he has been in jail since then and his court case actually is starting this month. We had a Greek actor, Petros Filippidis, also a very famous person, also being put in jail last summer on the charges of one count of rape and two counts of attempted rape. So I really want people to know Things are really happening right now in Greece. Last year, we had 17 femicides in total in 2021. We've had the femicide of Vasiliki, Kostadina, Caroline, Eleni, Garifaglia, Anissa, Maria, Stavrula, Monica, Dora, Nectaria, Zevria. I want to mention some of their names. We don't know all of their names because some names have not been uh, mentioned. But um, yeah, and we have a discussion going on putting pressure on the government to introduce femicide as an offence in the country's penal code because of this growing and unprecedented number of femicides but also violence against women women sexual abuse cases and we've also had finally classes on sex education being introduced uh, into Greek schools, of course, the way this is happening is, is another topic, but maybe yeah. for people who uh, who don't know, uh, we didn't have that before, so it's happening now. So these are some of the things um, that are happening, and there's much, much more, but I wanted to to mention those things as an introduction, and now I want mm-hmm. to hear from you, Eva. Yeah, the
1: confession of uh, Sofia was um, was huge because many people find the courage to start talking about their experiences, sharing their stories. And I believe uh, this was the first time that uh, this was a massive uh, movement uh, in Greece. And um, many people started uh, discussing these topics on their houses. And this is very important. Because until now, there were several cases, but uh, they were only discussed in um, specific groups of people that are interested in uh, feminist matters. But with uh, the MeToo movement, uh, these topics are uh, into every, every house. So we started to talk about uh, femicides, about uh, sexual uh, abuse, about uh, violence against women, and we also started uh, to talk about how we can uh, how can we stop this, how we can uh, help women, how we can uh, educate uh, the men in order to be there for us and um, provide an environment that uh, we can uh, be safe and uh, we can. Uh, be the, the best of us. So it was uh, very important that uh, the, dis- the discussions have uh, begun. And it's uh, very important that uh, we can see now, one year later, that we have the, the first trials after the MeToo movement. And uh, we hope that uh, justice will, um, will be given and uh, all the, the victims uh, will finally find the peace and all these uh, people that hurt other women, or boys, or men uh, will uh, finally have to to realize what they've done and uh, pay for for their mistakes and errors.
0: Yes. 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 And. Some of the testimonies were very, very um, detailed. Like, especially yeah. um, when it comes to Dimitri Lignadi, he was the, as I said, the director of the National Theatre. The boys who came out, they really shared a lot of details. Mm-hmm. And it, it was incredible. It was really incredible to to see their courage and to read or hear what this person did to them. And yeah, yeah. it
1: was horrible because, uh, yeah, we have to to listen to their stories and uh, try to be there for them. And uh, this is something that most of us have never done because uh, these stories were never heard or it was one story in one year. So this massive uh, event of uh, all these people uh, sharing their their stories, uh, it was uh, really emotional. And I think it uh, helped in order for people to... To believe they they're not alone. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. They have some allies out there that will, they will
0: support them. Totally, totally. And I see also, of course, I'm not there right now, but what I see in different groups that I'm part of and in Facebook and also pages that I follow on Instagram, there are also so many protests being organized. People go into mm-hmm. the streets. Um, yeah. They go to the courts to support. Yeah, they're they not quiet. And this is yeah. also amazing. Like what you say, it's very emotional, but it's also, it's there's also some healing happening because mm-hmm. people come together and believe each other and support each other.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's very important.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. How do you see it as as the abstract girl? Because to me, at least, you you're part of this. Um, you're part of this movement also with the discussions that you're having, the things that you're publishing, sharing the things that you're sharing also about yourself. Today, you shared also something very personal about um yeah being sexually harassed by a stranger in the elevator how is it for you for your personal healing as well
1: Um, as i said it's nice to know that uh, you are not on your own that's why people i believe share their stories even if they don't want to go to the police they want to be heard to be understood to find the support and uh, and move on and I will share my story and I will find other people that might have experienced something similar and we can discuss about it and we we can give power to each other and we can move on together. And uh, this is uh, really nice. And I believe social media played an uh, important role in this because stories were more uh, easy to be spread Mm. and uh, people were more ready to listen and give the support uh, immediately not uh, through tv and uh, comments but actually by sending a message and uh, sharing a story saying uh, i believe you i'm i'm here for you yes eva what would you tell your younger self ah my younger self what i would tell uh, i would tell my younger self, that it is okay if I don't have everything uh, figured out. Because uh, when I was younger, I was thinking, what I'm going to study, where I'm going to live, what I want to do. Uh, the truth is that uh, when uh, life uh, is happening, uh, you don't really have the time to to make plans. It is just happening. And uh, you actually take decisions as, as you grow and as you get older and uh, wiser. You, you choose the, the best for you. So that's what uh, I would tell my young yourself, that you will find your way. You will find the things that inspire you. Even if uh, you don't have right now all the answers, they will uh, come to you. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think John Lennon said, life is happening while you're making plans. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah that's beautiful. This yes. is
1: exactly what, what I'm thinking about life. That you can predict everything. It is a flow. You have to to be part of the flow and not an obstacle, waiting for everything to be on a specific path. You you go with the flow.
0: (laughs) And Eva, who has been your soul? Who inspired
1: you? Uh, I think uh, one of my biggest uh, inspiration is uh, my mother and um, the women of uh, the family. Because my grandmothers were farmers and they didn't have the ability to go to school and to university. And uh, my mother was the first person in uh, my family to go to university. And uh, she was very proud, not only uh, for her, but also for her mother and her grandmother. So I'm also proud about them and uh, what they achieved and uh, how. Uh, They raise their families with uh, all uh, the important stuff that you can't only learn on university, but uh, you understand it uh, just by living and uh, having uh, your your mind open in uh, different opinions and uh, different feelings. Nice. Beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. What's your mom's name? Maria. Maria. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Very typical uh, Greek name. Yes.
0: but still beautiful. <laughs> I still like Maria, even though yeah, it's very common. I like it too. <laughs> yes, because we are also, we are not just healing us, right? We're healing also our ancestors and we are carrying them yeah. also. We're carrying our ancestors with us. Yeah,
1: so. and we did uh, what we do, not only for younger generations. We don't talk about all these things only for our daughters and our sons. We talk about all these things because maybe our grandmothers wouldn't talk about them. Maybe they have to endure all the all the stereotypes and to live in the society and they ne- never uh, had the opportunity to express how they felt or maybe they didn't even know if uh,
0: what they're feeling was valid. Absolutely. Like my grandmother, for instance, when she married her first husband, she had to show her blanket that there was blood on the blanket, yeah. that she was a virgin. Imagine. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Just to share one thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And to May, whom... Many stories. Yes, totally, totally. And to whom do you want to pass the salt, and what do you want to say to them? Mm. Who do you want, want to be... inspire?
1: Yeah, I want to pass the salt to the younger generations because we think that uh, we've made uh, progress and we are better than uh, where our mothers, grandmothers were. But uh, what we have achieved is uh, easily. Uh, can easily be overthrown. So we have to be there and still support our beliefs and uh, all the progress uh, that we've made and uh, not uh, take it for granted. Keep uh, pushing for changes, keep pushing for a better future, uh, keep pushing for equality, for diversity, for inclusion. And I think we, we never should stop pushing for changes. Um, we have to to
0: keep moving and uh, going forward. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. What is your question for me?
1: Uh, My question for you. So uh, when I'm stuck in my reality and in my routine, I have uh, this question I do to myself and I would like to make the same. Uh, When was uh, the last time you did uh, something for the first time?
0: When was the last time I did something for the first time? I like the question, but I have to think now. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, I did this to myself to get me out of my comfort zone because sometimes um, daily life can uh, put you into the same patterns and same things. And uh, when I'm feeling this, that I'm drawn in my reality and in my routine, I do this question to myself. And uh, it is nice because it, it helps you
0: moving forward and how often I mean I'm buying time now
1: (laughs) yeah I know and I'm trying to give (laughs) you No, because I
0: want to I I mean I want to know when I mean I'm sure there's something and there must be something recently but it's like this question what was your most embarrassing moment and you're like oh shit I don't know and then an hour later you're like oh I have this and this how come I didn't know so I'm having this right now I'm I'm thinking but how often do you ask this question to yourself
1: uh, whenever I, I feel uh, that I'm drowning in uh, reality, whenever I'm feeling that something is going wrong, I'm not uh, feeling fulfilled, I'm feeling that something is missing. Maybe at this time I feel uh, that uh, I've stayed in my comfort zone for a lot of time and I didn't realize it. So probably one in two months or three months I, I'm having these these thoughts.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, I mean, I don't know if this was the last thing, but I could sh- I could share some things that I don't know if it's the last time though. <laughs> but I, could, I can maybe share something that also is in line with what we discussed and is also in line with the podcast. Because, for instance, um, what I did, for instance, for the first time with the podcast or the, the podcast made me to, and I, I really got out of my comfort zone with this, It's really sharing personal things that happened to me, mm-hmm. like um, sharing sexual abuse that mm-hmm. happened to me and, and share it in a podcast episode. Yeah. So this is something that I would say, something that I did for the first time, that I really um, went out on, on my comfort zone. And it was such a liberating feeling of mm-hmm. course, in that moment, you get sad or you, you you might even think, why am I sharing this now? But, yeah. But of course, then you doubt or whatever later or maybe not. But this has been incredibly liberating for me and incredibly healing for me. And just to say it, you know, yeah, yeah, this and this happened to me. Why do I have to carry the shame? Why do I have to carry the stigma? Why do I have to blame myself? Why do I have to do this and this and this? No, it happened to me. Full stop. Yeah. So I, I like this. Yeah. This is one of the things... I don't know if it's the last thing I did for the first time, but it's definitely something <laughs> I, will, I, will I did for it. the first time. I will time. Take it. Okay. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> and it fits but after also, the, yeah. the podcast, you will have the time to, to sing it uh, more clearly. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: And then, yeah, then maybe... I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, this is a big thing. And is that because you also mentioned going out of your comfort zone? Mm-hmm. And maybe something else also that... Um, yeah I, I could share also one thing which is definitely very recent it's also maybe a little bit in line with what you shared about your younger self that in the past i always thought i have to be uh, perfect i have to know everything
1: mm-hmm. i have to
0: have all the knowledge before i do something yeah and uh so i mean more on a professional level and it's not possible to have all the knowledge and to know everything and to be perfect. It's not possible with nothing. So that now also um, a job opportunity arose and I was first a little bit doubting and thinking, yeah, but I don't have this and I don't have that. And then I just said, no, I'm Mm -hmm. going to apply. And I applied and I, and the job was given to me, you know, and then maybe in the past I would have been more like, no, and I don't have this and I don't have that. So that was also something to share.
1: Yeah. And this is very important because I've read in um, many studies that uh, women, even if uh, they're qualified for a position, they are more hesitant to apply than men. And we have to start uh, working on this to be more confident and um, more open to uh, new positions and uh, new job uh, opportunities because we can do it even if uh, we think we can.
0: Yes. And also maybe because... I also got rejected from other jobs. Also, maybe to say, yeah, I got reje- rejected and somebody else yeah, got the job. Yeah, yeah. Be ha- I'm happy for her, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like, like yeah. also just to to also not be like, oh, I got rejected. I'm horrible. I'm stupid. I'm this, I'm yeah, that, blah blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. not.
1: It's okay. It happens to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nice. That was very nice. So, yeah, we've actually come uh, to the end of our conversation and uh, my listeners know I always honor uh, most of the time a woman at the end of the podcast. And today I also want to honor a woman. I mentioned, we mentioned her before it's Sophia Bekatoru who with sharing her story about being raped publicly initiated the hashtag me too movement in Greece. She put the blame on the perpetrator and that's where the blame belongs to. And through her action, she allowed others to share their stories too, to bring us together to stand in solidarity with each other. And in my opinion, she initiated a shift in Greek culture, which to me, um, I've always seen Greek culture and experienced also Greek society as a place where we do not speak about certain things. Even if everybody knows, we don't talk about it. Um, We keep it under the table. We do things like, shh, 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 don't tell, don't do, don't this. And to me, um, her speaking up in public, she changed that. And for that, I want to honor her. And um, as Tarana Burke, the founder of the hashtag Me movement says, when one person says, yeah, me too, it gives permission for others to open up as well. And so, yeah, thank you, Sophia, for starting this. And also thank you to everybody else and also the honor also to everybody else in Greece who has spoken up, who is speaking up who is organizing protests, is having difficult conversations, as you said, also in the homes, with the parents, with the teachers, with your children, um, standing in solidarity with the survivors, because there has to be a shift in in culture to dismantle the system, a system that, in my opinion, uh, is, uh, is a system that allows sexual violence to flourish. And we have to break this. So I want to honor her and... Yeah, I want to honor you and everybody else who is, who is part of yeah. it. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah it, it
1: was uh, really nice from your side to honor Sofia is uh, This is great.
0: Yes, yes. Yes, thank you, Eva, for thank taking you. the time to too. speak with us. It I enjoyed nice. it a lot. Yeah, me too. And I will share all your information, of course, on my website and Instagram. And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it on social media. Check out The Abstract Girl on Instagram. Spread the word about Eva and the work she does. Engage in the discussions uh, that people are having. Of course, uh, it's mostly in Greek, but I have also a lot of Greek listeners. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you, too. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Salari, and this is salt the Podcast. Christ.